previously on Those Were the Days. 50 points for working in the word mook. I've never giggled so hard at the word pussy willows, though. Once he can't yell, he can't do karate anymore. What accent did that guy have? 877 cash now. That gas. Puts gloves on over his gloves. I will bat creep over to the window while you do this. All orange cats share one brain cell collectively. I would like to hang out with someone and also throw up. Happy crime. Everything gets a little fuzzy in my head after this. I'm very unprepared for this show, and I'm excited about it. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. fans and welcome to the internet's most conspicuously contemplative look back at vintage and venerable video those were the days that's right we look back at old tv through a modern lens with nostalgic eyes and this month we're talking about hannah barbera i am your host this week and commentator travis aka tv's travis and here they are the most madcap mess of marvelous mcs to ever monologue their many miscellaneous notions of nostalgia competing for the title of world's wackiest podcaster first up we have the sensational speaker of silly slogans steven in the number four ford pickup the rapid rescinder oh it's not just a ford pickup it's a ford pickup with peanut butter and jelly slapped on the front of it maybe a couple slices of bread in the back and a ham launcher that launches hams at people and a twinkie for me to eat that's what my car looks like uh, that i made up just now thank you travis (laughs) Next, we have the astounding artisan Audi and his number two racer, the Doodle Buggy. That's right, <laughs> the Doodle Buggy, where I pull out pens and paintbrushes and stuff and doodle my way through the race. Is there a hole in that boulder to go through? Nope, not until I draw it, and then I go right through. And let me tell you how many times I need to say wacky races throughout this whole monologue, because wacky races is what we're watching, the wacky races. And finally, the crafty creator of comforting, comforting Quilts, Amy, in her number nine singer sedan. All right, so racing. Racing's really popular. I guess, I guess I'll give this a shot. I guess I'll, I'll watch a couple here. It, well, not, that doesn't seem legal. I don't, well, how, no, well, you can't, you can't just do that. Well, I, I don't know about any of this, you guys. <laughs> We are kicking off a month of all Hanna-Barbera shows with one of my favorites. That's right, Wacky Races. Uh, Wacky Races was a cartoon uh, from my youth. I adored it. It ran um, 34 episodes of Wacky Races were produced. It began in 1968, ran to January 4th, 1969. What I want to know is... Did any of the rest of you grow up watching this on reruns like I did, starting with Audie? You know, I was looking at it, and I'm not sure how much I watched Wacky Races itself. I do remember watching something like this, and then I remembered there was another show called Wake, Rattle, and Roll, which I talked to you guys about before, which was like had mm-hmm. a live-action thing and then had um other animated things and one of the animated shows was a updated version of wacky races called fender bender 500 and it had more of the more contemporary well-known hannah barbera people like yogi bear um 
Augie Doggy and his uh, son and all those guys in they were all in some kind of pickup truck themed around themselves. Um, so I remember that more, but I definitely remember seeing some of this too. Like as soon as the Slag Brothers came on, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember that. So <laughs> yeah, I remember watching it some, Not uh, probably not as much as you, but I definitely remembered it. And this was a fun rewatch. Absolutely. How, Steven, how about you? Oh yeah, right before school. I don't remember what block of cartoons it was, but there was a time where like, I would turn on the TV and uh, like, there's a segment of my life where I watched all the Aesop's fables and uh, and uh, Dudley Do-Rights and stuff. And then at some point, I don't remember ever changing the channel, but there was all this stuff. Like there was your, your Hanna-Barbera cartoons, one of which was Wacky Races. And there was a Space Race was another one, I think, that was a thing that happened. I seem to remember but, that. But uh, yeah, but Wacky Races was one of my favorites because of how wacky it was. <laughs> I loved the cars, and I loved watching the shenanigans unfold, and it was the same story all the time. But it's the perfect thing to watch while you're cramming down a Pop-Tart or, you know, some Cinnamon Eggo thingies, if that was around at the time. I don't recall. But, you know, when you're eating your Fruity Pebbles and you're watching Wacky Races, that's childhood right there in a <laughs> nutshell. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Amy, how about you? Um. I definitely remember I I it I was associated with my dad for some reason. So I assume that he quoted it a lot. I also in preparation for this episode when you said that we were doing wacky races, the Stop the Pigeon song started running in my head which is actually mm-hmm. from the spin-off yep. uh of uh um Dastardly and Mutley's flying machine thing, whatever the spin-off is. Yep. Um so I think maybe that I mean it's all the same thing. Um, but uh yeah no i definitely i definitely watched wacky races at some point yeah and what's interesting is so september 14th 1968 to january 4th 1969 was the original release of wacky races so it's only a few months technically it's 17 episodes but it's 34 segments kind of each yeah each race was broken into two segments each kind of leg of the race and they would always go to some random place like um mustard packet arkansas in the <laughs> in in like this zigzaggy and they'd show a map and they'd have this zigzag pattern they were doing and basically every single episode was exactly the same you had the opening little narration and then the race would start and it would be some combination of the 10 cars which we're going to get to cuz they're they're amazing um and then uh, dick dastardly and his uh pal mutley trying to stop the rest of the racers from winning in some way or another and uh, failing miserably and then some random car winning the race and we'd move on to the next week. If if Dastardly had just put like a tenth of the energy he put into trying to stop everyone to actually winning the race, he wins hands down. If because he, he just drove, just go forward. Yeah, yeah just drive. Yeah. He puts so much effort into stopping them and it's and it's great every single time. <laughs> Because he always ends up just short of the finish line. Yeah. Uh, it's the great the great trope. And they'll have like a lead mm-hmm. on them. They'll say, Dick Dastardly in first place. What is he up to now? And, and like he's building a house, you know, <laughs> in the middle of the racetrack. That's how he's... Yeah. Why just? Why not just go, man? Yep. Real go. tortoise and hare energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's made an, For sure. an exact replica of his car, the Mean Machine. Uh, but filled it with a dummy and dynamite, and he's sending it towards the rest of the racers. You know, silly stuff yeah. like that. Um, 
there were uh, a couple of spinoffs of this. Um, Amy mentioned one. It was Dastardly and Muttley and their flying machines, Stop. where they were trying to catch a pigeon. Um, and that, that theme song is forever burned in my brain because for, just for, of it just, yeah, it, like number if one, I still did ringtones. I would be changing my phone immediately. <laughs> well, number one, it's such a catchy song. And then I had an album that I picked up called Saturday morning cartoons, greatest hits. And it was a bunch of mostly Hanna-Barbera, but it was covers of cartoon theme songs done by nineties bands at the time. They were you know, some of them were fairly popular. Sublime did a cover of Hong Kong Fui. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, you had Matthew Sweet did the Scooby Doo Where Are You. Um, was the Gin Blossoms on there? No, there was the Ramones <laughs> doing Spider Man. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was um, I remember. But the Reverend Horton Heat did a double because his, the two that he picked were short. One was the uh, original theme to Johnny Quest. Yeah. And then, and that's all instrumental. And then it um, transitioned into "Stop That Pigeon." So that's the ver- like that version I he- I have in my head more than the original cartoon version of it. But Dastardly and Muttley and their flying machines was another great one because you had Dastardly and Muttley plus a crew of just a bunch of other um, morons trying to help Dastardly. <laughs> it's the only way I can put it. So this is the nicest yeah. way I can say it. Yeah. The other spinoff of Wacky Races was the Perils of Penelope Pit Stop. Who I remember that, uh, and I, I do remember that show as well. Um, and basically, if I remember correctly, that was a very similar to Wacky Races type of thing. It was just sort of her adventures. Um, and that you know, it, it was a fairly simple formulaic show, but it kind of paved the way for things other Hanna Barbera stuff, like the All Star Laugh Olympics. Um, is very influenced, I feel like, by Wacky Races. Um. And what I do, any of you remember the NES game for Wacky Races? Because there was one. Yes, no. I remember it. Oh, I yeah. played it. And they like, actually came out with a board game probably about five years ago. The model, <laughs> like the the pieces in it, are incredible. Oh. Like I have no idea if the game's any good, but it looks fantastic. <laughs> I am going to need to check that out yeah. because yeah. that sounds amazing. Yeah. So. Um, Penel- okay, Penelope Pitstop and the Ant Hill Mob were spun off into the Perils of Penelope Pitstop. So you had the Ant Hill Mob. Let- Before we kind of talk about some of the spinoffs and sort of similar series that Hanna Barbera did, um, this was uh, a race with uh, what do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, eleven contestants in the race every week, and they didn't always all feature in every episode. They would kind of have some of them be featured more than others and sort of rotate them through almost always you had um well always was dick dastardly and Muttley in their yeah. their car double zero the mean machine uh i loved sergeant blast and private meekly in the army surplus special the number six yes uh, i thought great. professor was... professor pat pending i did not remember at all but that is a very clever name i definitely mm-hmm. remembered professor pat pending uh in the converter car most i mostly remember the name because I, I i remember as a kid even thinking that was hilarious because you'd always see the patent pending patent pending so mm-hmm. that was great um the army surplus special was a fun one because it was a tank and they always had these random like the weapon the 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 cannon on the tank would change. Sometimes it was a water cannon. Sometimes it would, uh, they would, I think in the episode that we watched, they used it to send out a uh, giant plunger with like a inflatable bridge to go over a lake. 
Um, yeah. So they were always fun. Peter Perfect and the Turbo Terrific, which was much more phallic looking than I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> like very blatantly bit. so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I did watch a thing where somebody, a YouTube video where somebody ranked all of the racers and they put him down towards the bottom mostly because of his car. And he showed a clip from an episode where his car was all like deflated and shriveled up. <laughs> and he grabbed the car and shook it. And then it like it, um, uh, <laughs> it stiffened. <laughs> so, way too loud. You know. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it looks a lot like the ambiguously gay duo car. It does, doesn't yes. it? From SNL. Now it makes sense. Uh, um, you had Lazy Luke and Blubber Bear in the Arkansas Chugabug. Um, and these were all original characters to this series, and I don't really remember many of them outside of what spun off showing up anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. Blubber Bear uh, was just afraid of everything. So he would... Uh, he would uh, literally blubber and like, that was like his whole, most of the characters didn't really speak. They just kind of made noises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's Professor Pet pending in the converter car, which was so much fun because that thing would just, it could change into literally anything. Whatever they needed for that particular episode, it could become. Uh, the red lot demands it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the, the red max in the crimson hay baler, uh, which was their take, their spin on the, the red baron. The red baron. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which he had a plane with wheels on it that could just barely fly. It was mostly flightless. Um, that <laughs> always got me. Penelope pit stop and the compact pussycat. Uh, All right. Yep. The anthill mob and the bulletproof bomb. All right. We need to talk about this for a hot second. Okay. All right. So, um, <laughs> I I listened to the last podcast on the left. It's like a true crimey kind of podcast, mm-hmm. and um. Not that long ago, they covered uh, the Ant Hill Gang and Rock Terrio, which was a Canadian um, doomsday death cult. And I was okay. like, now hang on. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. This is like nine years prior to that. And I was like, okay, that's that's because I was like, at first, I'm like, wait a minute, did, he, did they say that Ant Hill Mom? That seems like a strange pull. <laughs> yeah. um, are we, is that what we're doing? I mean, because it's like they've got Clyde. Clyde isn't like, and and Bonnie and Clyde not exactly great people no. overall. Not really. Um, no. So I was like, this is a weird pull. No, 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 no. This predates it pretty significantly. So that was kind of <laughs> that threw me pretty, oh. pretty. So, so, so you're saying the Ant Hill Gang was inspired by Wacky Race? I, clearly, mm-hmm. clearly. There's no other reason. Obviously. Yeah. Um, the gruesome twosome in the creepy coop. Uh, also so good. A favorite not of the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the Adams family. Not um, Lurch and Wednesday at all. Not at all. And no. I love that they have dragon power mm-hmm. on their car, and they can just have a. Mm-hmm. There's just a dragon hanging out in there, just chilling. Mm-hmm. And occasionally you know, comes out. Not to, at to... all like the Adams family. Nope. No, yeah. Not a, not a bit. Rufus Roughcut and his beaver sawtooth in the buzz wagon. Yes. They were so good. And uh, <laughs> and again, you had like one uh, like the gruesome twosome don't really talk; they just make noise. I think there are, there were episodes occasionally where they would speak, but it was very rare. Uh, mm. Sawtooth um, just again just made noise, but they had the buzz wagon, and it had it had buzz saw blades for wheels. It was it was fantastic because that's practical. They have a lot of re- yeah. It's, I mean, it gives you traction. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Clearly, <laughs> obviously. 
And finally, the Slag Brothers in the Boulder Mobile, car number one. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which were definitely not uh, just two Captain Cavemans. Right. At all. <laughs> um, this, is, this is the amazing thing about Hanna-Barbera is you just feel like they threw all their ideas in a blender and just <laughs> ran them. Yep. And just said, let's see what comes out. Or just whatever character someone drew they had laying around that we'd already animated some of. Mm-hmm. So like, the just thing is, put Captain, them in cars. this predates Captain Caveman. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, this wow. is one of those okay. things where it's like they threw these characters in and then later on it's like, we need a character for something. Yeah, Let's enough. get one of their wacky racers or something. Yeah. yeah. We either need a cartoon or a breakfast cereal. Let's go through the archives. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? <laughs> What's in there? What I did Wait. like is the show had, like, they didn't just have the same kind of, like, it was very formulaic, but it was always different winners. Yeah. So it would be, you know... Mm-hmm. um, in the the first episode is Seesaw to Arkansas. And I love the titles too, like Creepy Lemon mm-hmm. or Creepy Trip to Lemon Twist. And that was all the places <laughs> they would go. Why oh why Wyoming? Um <laughs> and they would do at least the first three, the top three finishers. Sometimes they would uh do all ten of them, all all eleven. Uh but it, they varied up. So it wasn't just, you know, oh Peter Perfect wins every time. No, he uh, actually barely ever won. Um, I think he, uh, the Turbo Terrific won uh, three races, four races out of like 17. So I, I liked that they did that. Uh, I thought that was a yeah. lot of fun. And I just love some of these, the Speedy Arkansas Traveler, the Zippy Mississippi Race. Ooh, Traffic Jambalaya. That sounds tasty. That sounds delicious. <laughs> um, and I love, like, you know, just the names of places that they would go and the silliness of wherever they were. It was just a lot of fun. Like that, And what I, I, I think the other kind of neat thing about this was sort of what Audie was touching on. It's like, we're just going to make up a bunch of very simple characters. Yep. And then later on, they're going to flesh them out into more stuff. They've got cavemen. All right, Captain Caveman is one of the, you know, based off the Slag Brothers. I loved... Uh, Lazy Luke and Blubber Bear. You, you never see them again, but like just that aesthetic was great. He's driving mm-hmm. that jalopy that they've got like patched together. He's steering it with his feet because he's yeah. you know he's mm-hmm. a redneck. He doesn't wear shoes. He's just wearing a pair <laughs> of overalls, and uh, that's it. And uh-huh. steering with his feet, and he's got his his uh, buddy Blubber Bear there, who's just afraid of everything that happens, no matter what. <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. Um, did you have, uh, we'll start with Amy. Um, do you have a favorite wacky racer? Oh boy. Um, if you can remember one or if in watching this one, no, I mean, I, I think it's gotta be the gruesome twosome. I mean, that's, that's my, that feels very aside from, aside from Dick Dastardly, because he's just the worst. (laughs) 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 And I appreciate that about him. Uh, yeah, no, but it's it's the gruesome twosome and the creepy coop. Yeah, gruesome twosome. Steven, how about you? This is easy. Luke and the blubber bear in the Arkansas <laughs> Chugabug. If for nothing else, they called it the Arkansas Chugabug. And that just that was that was the one when they announced it. I laughed the hardest. <laughs> like, yeah, that's good. So I'll take it. That that's probably the best name for a car, <laughs> like a race car ever. Is the Arkansas Chugabug? Uh, yeah. Audie, how about oh, I'm renaming my truck uh, the Chugabug. <laughs> Perfect. Adi, how about you? Do you have a favorite? Oh, I'm just going to go with Dick Dastardly and Muttley because they're the most memorable. I mean, that's yeah. what this cartoon is basically 
based around. It's like we've got to have mm-hmm. Dick Dastardly race a bunch of other people. Let's create some other people and then have Dick Dastardly be a d- be doing a bunch of dumb stuff and he never wins because he can't get out of his own way. And just yep. Muttley over there <laughs> laughing at everything, <laughs> you know, the whole time. Yeah, and how fun would it have been to be the voice actor for Muttley? All you have to do is that, that wheezing laugh or just a bunch of mumbling. Yeah. Who was it, Frank Welker, I'm yeah. guessing? Surprisingly, no. It wasn't <laughs> Frank Welker. So. Yeah. Um, it was, hold on. The one animal he didn't voice. Uh, yeah. Right. So Paul Winchell did Dick Dastardly. He was also yeah. the voice of Clyde and Private Meekly. I um, remember him from your Winnie the Pooh. Yep. Uh, he played Tigger. Yep. Uh, Don Messick actually was the voice of Muttley. He also oh, okay. was the voice of Professor Pat Pending, Gravel of the Slag Brothers, Bella Gruesome when Bella, when Bella would speak, Ring-a-Ding, and Sawtooth. So he got a lot of mileage out of a very small cast. There's only six voice actors for this entire show. One of them is Dave Willock, who was the narrator, who does like 80% of the uh, words in yeah. this. Yeah, um, he was good too. Oh, like the narrator, good. like without that, I don't even know what the show would be. He's perfect because mm-hmm. he was he talks to the characters like he, they've got earpieces in. That's that the best was, part. Uh huh. I yeah. love that part. Mm-hmm. I loved uh, Dastardly talking to him about uh, and and what did he, he kept calling him? Uh, was he calling him Booby? Something or like something that. Like, <laughs> yeah. like a little pet name. Yeah, he had a pet name for him <laughs> throughout the entirety of the episode. It was so good. Um, I and, think we uh, need to do this with F1. I think we need more, like, we need more, yeah. <laughs> more pit conversation. Like, we need more, more driver conversation with the, you know, with the Heck color yeah. commentators. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Yeah. I'm I'm never mind your pit boss who's telling you when to pass and That's stuff. Fine. Let's right. talk to the color commentator so, who is just talking about your racing. Today? Yeah, because <laughs> it's how's pretty... the race going so far, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Because they'll do it He's in like baseball or football every once in a while. I'll mic up somebody in particular. So yeah, yeah. Well, they'll do like in the in the cockpit stuff. But I want I want them to just have a conversation. I know you're going <laughs> very fast talk. around a lot of curves, but I'm gonna need you to entertain me a little harder. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. If you win today, what's dinner look like? Is yeah. it bigger than if you were to lose? <laughs> so, uh, Penelope Pitstop was the only f- uh, woman racer. And, yeah. um, of course, she's the trophy, you know, just cares about her appearance. Her car has a uh, lipstick dispenser and hair dryer and all those trophy things that you have going on in the 60s. Listen, yeah. it was it was a different was time. time. Yeah. Um <laughs> Not, not great. Well, uh, it was a lot of worse. guys sitting around a table with cigars, going, "All right, what are what are women? Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. great. What are women? Question mark. Fantastic, yeah. everybody. They asked the secretary her opinion once. She begins to speak, and they, they cut her off. They did not listen. And... Yeah. Right. <laughs> great, great, great. Yeah. Thanks, sweetheart. Can you get us some coffee? As they slap her on the butt as she's leaving. Yeah, the room. she walks out. So, oh gosh, you're so right. (laughs) (laughs) But she is one of two characters that got her own series after this. So, I mean, there is that. Um, Yeah, well, they mastered how to write women. So, I mean, obviously, (laughs) they're gonna, they're like, we got this now. Let's make a girl's cartoon. Perfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We totally understand. Oh, yeah. So they spun off uh, Penelope and the Ant Hill Mob and did the the Perils of Penelope Pit Stop. And the same year, 
So that was um, 1969, and they also did Dick Dastardly and Muttley, given the Dastardly and Muttley and their flying machines the same year. Um, and uh, Captain Caveman came along in 1977, uh, modeled after the Slag Brothers. Wow. It's a long time away from this. Yeah. Eight yeah. years? Holy cow. And then, uh, Audie, you mentioned Wake, Rattle, and Roll. Uh, in mm-hmm. 1990, a cartoon segment in Wake, Rattle, and Roll called Fender Bender 500 was produced. And that was exactly what you were mentioning. It had, you know, Yogi, Augie Doggy, all that, which I do remember. Um, and I would sometimes get conflated because I think Dastardly, if I remember right, Dick Dastardly shows up in the Laugh Olympics, doesn't he? I feel like he was there because the Laugh Olympics was uh, was one I remember with like Scooby-Doo and you would have all of them showing up as well. It's not on his Wikipedia. Really? But he did do Yogi's Treasure Hunt, apparently. Hmm. And he was in the Fender Bender 500. Uh, I do not I see... It. I don't see it in his... There's a Dastardly Dalton uh, appeared. Oh. But I don't, I don't think he showed up Huh? in the Laugh Olympics. That's... The thing from this Wikipedia that I need to find, though... Is this 2016 DC comic, Wacky Raceland, a quote, dark and gritty reimagining of the series set after the apocalypse in a similar vein to the Mad Max franchise? Whoa. The comic ran for six issues from May to December 2016. I... No, I need that. What? Yes, I've got to find I will, I will take if, that. If I haven't told you before, look for those modern incarnations of the Flintstones comics. Where, like, the animals in the, like, trash compactor are talking to each other about how long they live doing these (laughs) jobs and stuff. And it's just like, whoa. (laughs) They take it to a dark place. No, you know, everything Uh, needs a dark and gritty version. There's Uh a trade. There's a trade. We can just buy. I at Descartes. Oh, perfect. Fabulous. Everything's wonderful. (laughs) Uh, Carry on. Yeah, no, yes, he uh, dastardly is not part of the Laugh Olympics. I thought for sure. Yeah, they didn't even have they didn't have Muttley. They had a uh, a knockoff version of Muttley called Mumbly. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Mumbly cartoon show, and the Dread Baron. Uh, that's, yeah, he, that's he, what he I'm bears a of. strong relim- Yeah, bears a strong resemblance to Dick Dastardly, who is revealed to be his twin brother in the comic book Laugh Olympics number thirteen. <laughs> So the Dread Baron is the brother of uh, okay. Dick Dastardly. That makes more sense. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned video games, so get this. All right, so the main plot of Wacky Races, characters, unusual fictional vehicles, over-the-top weapons, uh, would later inspire the kart racing game uh, genre of the 1990s. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of those kart races probably got inspiration from Wacky Races. Sure. But they had Wacky Races 1991... For Nintendo. There was also mm-hmm. a Wacky Races that came out in 2000. Uh, and there was Wacky Races starring Dastardly and Muttley in 2000. Wacky Races Mad Motors in 2007. And Wacky Races Crash and Dash in 2008, another racing game. There were five video games based off of this cartoon that stopped airing in 1969. Well, it's so I was gonna bring this up. Like I, I remember the NES game Wacky Races was really too. a platformer. It yep. wasn't a lot of racing in it. 
Uh, but I don't, I miss these latest ones, but I was sitting there watching the show going, man, this would make a great video game. Wonder if they should make a new, vi-. clearly maybe they thought in 2000, everyone missed it. So they said, well, it's a great property. Let's make another video game. Yeah. And then they tried then and it didn't work then. But I feel like if you put a AAA studio behind wacky races, you could make a sweet Listen, video game. But instead, everybody, everybody loves Mario Kart. Mario right? Kart is like the greatest game. So like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, but this, this could be, this could be just as good. But yeah. for some reason, like Hanna Barbera, all by itself, it's like Kmart version of all the other cartoons. You know, yeah. Just, yeah. it's the Kmart version of Mario Kart. They won't try; they just do good enough, and good enough isn't good enough for us game maker people. Go out <laughs> yeah, and make well, a better tr- one. They tried with the uh, what was it, the um, brawling version of Hanna Barbera, and you know. Warner Brothers oh, yeah. things, and that went pfft, pretty quick. The DC, multi- they turned it off. They said it'll exactly. be back later. It's like, mm. how do you, I bought the game. How do you turn it off? Yeah. Like, what? What? This is not the world I want to live in. Yeah. Well, it was nice. It was good for you to try it out. It's like, wait, I thought we, I thought we bought it. I thought it was a game yeah. we could. No. Look, before oh, we no. get too far, this is this could be a total pitfall into how bad Warner Brothers is screwing everything up. So let's. <laughs> Let's steer back onto the course of the wacky races. Cause I want to go down this hole, Lottie. Listen, I'm gonna. You're in a car full of dynamite. We need you to slow down. Yeah. Nope. I'm taking my paintbrush and drawing us a tunnel through this rock. So let's get back on course. Thank you. One of the things I love, though, is is how unique all of the different designs of the cars and the characters were. Mm-hmm. Like Hanna Barbera gets kind of a bad rep sometimes for they they. And some of it is deserved. It was very cheap animation. It was very simple. And they reused a lot. And they did reuse a lot of designs, a lot of ideas. A lot of their shows were the same thing with just a different uh, look to it. You know, whether it was Scooby-Doo, Jabberjaw, um, any number of the mystery gang solving mysteries with their strange either talking animal or anthropomorphic uh, thing. Yeah. But I always loved the design of all of it. Like, yeah, it always looked so good, and and Adi, I really am curious for you, you as the kind of the the uh, the artist of the group, um, what do you think of like just the the car designs, especially? The car designs are great. I mean, Hanna Barbera is one of those studios that just put a stamp on animation of like we have a particular style, and theirs mm-hmm. was a very zany style. Yes. Like there was not a this is too much for us to do, and I really love and appreciate that. And you see it especially in this show with the cars and the way everybody's driving. Um, you know whether they're driving with their feet or they're driving, you know, halfway behind the car or up in the front of the car. If it even looks like a car, or if it's just you know a rock that you're hitting your head in. <laughs> um, yeah, I love I love all the different variations that they did. So like, it, it definitely feels like they came up with an idea and just said, artists have fun. It really did. And obviously they put the effort into the cars and the characters. And then the backgrounds were very simple, um, which is fine. I have no problem with, I love with the backgrounds, yeah. honestly. It's um, pretty terrific. So yeah. the, in the UK, the show was very popular. Um, and there is an annual Goodwood festival of speed. Um, that uh, there are life-size replicas of these cars. Nice. Um, yes, please. 
and uh, I will uh, I will post some pictures of those in our Discord. Um, well, here you like can. I want to learn how to weld and work sheet metal just so I could turn a go kart into one of these cars. You know, <laughs> like just take a go kart and just find a way to weld a body on top of it that looks <laughs> looks <laughs> like these, and I would that would be the best. I would drive it all over the neighborhood. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at some of these pictures right now. They're crazy. I would drive the hell out of the Mean Machine. Uh, <laughs> the Crimson Hay Baler looks great. I don't love uh, Penelope's car, but that's a weird one to do because it's got like the big eyelashes and the mm-hmm. eyelash, you know, the eye headlights. Uh, but they have the Boulder Mobile, like somebody built. Somebody built uh, the boat version of the Converter car. Nice. So, oh, nice. Uh, you know, it. This this show really. I think was a precursor to a lot of other Hanna-Barbera things. Um, and obviously it spawned a bunch of characters, whether they were directly used in other series or, um, you know, done as uh, as inspiration for stuff later on. Um, but I do feel like this was kind of that golden age of Hanna-Barbera it was like this. This was the start right around the start of Scooby-Doo. Where are you? Um, before, it got to the point of just being everything was recycled and reused. They were still they were still trying out new ideas and doing new things because this is just a fun concept for a show. Like we're gonna do a, a fun kids show of just they're racing. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all you need to know. And hilarity ensues. You you make one character trying to stop everybody else, and you just run with that and have fun. And you can recycle the same types of jokes over and over, and no one cares. Because, Stephen, like you said, you're watching it while you're stuffing a Pop-Tart in your face. And you're drinking your, your morning or OJ. And it's just, it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's it's like good sort of half pay attention to show. Which is perfect for kids, really, when yeah. you think about it. You don't want to get too developed in a plot too early because you're just going to lose the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just love this show uh, a lot. And I want there to be... I wanted the Hanna Barbera cartoons to have a resurgence, you know, where there's the effort. Like, and I mean, there has been. Scoob was pretty good. I don't yes. know. People didn't mm-hmm. like it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like stuff like this has legs if you just give it to the right people, you know, that respect it more than Hanna Barbera itself did yeah. for only seventeen episodes. Like, come on, man, <laughs> commit to something. Like, we were going through post-show, you guys don't know this in audio land, but post-show last week, you're we going through episodes of Hanna-Barbera, and every series that you remember had 12 episodes, yeah. or 13. Mm. It's like, can y'all not commit? Like, some of this stuff we like, why Why is it gone? And some of it, I feel like, could really get a revamp. Like, I, I feel like a modern take, Wacky Races, could have some legs to it. Because you can bring mm-hmm. back some of these old characters. You've got some new stuff. You update things. You add new things in here and there. And you can sort of like, um, you know, taking DuckTales and bringing it current. Yeah. You oh could do something yeah. like that. You you get the right voices to some of these characters, and it could be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, you mentioned Scoob. Dick Dastardly is in Scoob. Yes, That's right. Is. I remember Dastardly that. and Muttley yeah, are yeah, the villains in Scoob. Um, and apparently Rock and uh, Gravel make a, a cameo. Nice. Yeah, because so, Captain Caveman's in there in a very specific role. Um, but I, I think if you were going to 
modernize a uh, any Hanna-Barbera property that you could think of just off the top of your head? Taking Scooby-Doo out of the equation because Scooby-Doo has kind of remained evergreen and sort of been mm-hmm. redone every so often. And I'm sorry, the live-action Scooby-Doo movie, especially the first one, not as bad as people would think. No. I think it's like, great. I, think it's a lot of I am... Yeah, I'm not ashamed. Also, it has to Rowan Atkinson in it, and mm-hmm. he can, that man can be in anything, and I will find it funny. And yeah. who is I did not that expect movie? to have a. Oh yeah, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I did not expect to walk out of that movie having a crush on Velma of all <laughs> characters. But that's day. That's where I was. Uh-huh. If, at the if time. any movie shot that up, jeez. <laughs> 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 but minus Scooby Doo. If you could pick, Stephen, one Hanna-Barbera property and say, give, give uh, Hanna-Barbera or whomever you know, a budget to do whatever they want and make a new series out of it, what would you choose? Oh, geez. There's, two, there's thousands. We've only yeah. done, we just did Wacky Races, and like, I feel ashamed picking that one. I love that show, you know? But why not? Why not make a show about McGilla Gorilla? Just bring him back, you know. Just put McGilla Gorilla out there. McGilla Gorilla and Top Cat in a buddy cop comedy. <laughs> That's my pitch. I like it. I'm I'm here for that. One. <laughs> I'm here for that. Audie, how about you? If you could pick one, what would you pick? Oh, I'm gonna pick one that I couldn't find to do for this theme this month. I'm gonna do Pirates of Darkwater. It was this really out there kind of adventure series that they did only think they only did like 15 16 episodes of um it was just a super interesting take on the whole um you know sci-fi kind of but um everybody was on sea there's this dark water stuff that nobody knows what it is but it's bad um really interesting kind of fantasy series that i think could have done a lot better if it had been given more time okay Mm -hmm. that's a good one yeah that's one when I talked uh, uh, to people about how we were doing Hanna-Barbera, quite a few people mentioned Pirates of Dark Water that I spoke to. Amy, how about you? If you could pick a, a Hanna-Barbera, do you have one uh, that, that comes to mind? I, I think so. I mean, we've seen, we've seen reimaginings in parody form of a fair number of these very successfully. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick a weird pick. I'm going to go ahead and say, because it could be very problematic, and I'm here to watch them dance around it. I'm, I'm going to pick Inch High Private Eye. Ooh. I just, go ahead, like, make this work. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's uh-huh. one I didn't even think about, but yeah, yeah. that would get I dare you to make this work and be okay. <laughs> make this work in a modern world. Yeah. You, good luck. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like those choices. Those are very good. And I do, I mean, I do think Wacky Races is the one to do. And, and like, like the All-Star Laugh Olympics was hilarious, and it was such a brilliant idea at the time to take all of your characters and put them into this this uh, Olympic setting. Uh, I thought it was really great. But I think Wacky Races, for me, is just the one because you really give them carte blanche. You, you can just go yeah. with... You've got 11 choices from the classic, and you can get rid of, like, you can get rid of Peter, uh, Peter Perfect. He doesn't need to yeah. be there. You could do a better version of that, modern, yeah, um, and have that same kind of trope of a character. Because that's what these are. There are 11 tropes to work with. 
Mm-hmm. But you, then, mm-hmm. then updating some of those, coming up with some new stuff, coming up with stuff that's more topical to today, and then on top of that, just silly races and silly places to go. And what does Dastardly and Muttley? What do they do to try to stop them now? Do you make somebody who's worse than Dastardly and Muttley? Oh, you know, yeah, you can, you can go in a lot of different directions with that. Uh, I, I just think it's a lot of fun. It's a very open, uh, kind of open blank slate uh, of creativity. And with the yeah. with the creatives that are out there today, there'd be some fun stuff. There'd be definitely some sort of either robotic or alien or sci-fi angled thing going on. You'd have <laughs> just all sorts of crazy zany stuff. And zany, I think, is the right word for it. Zany, that's this show was just zany and out there and didn't shy away from being weird. Mm-hmm. You need to lean into it. You know, you can't you can't be trying to do something different. Just what it is, just take it and go go harder than it did. And I yeah. think you would be successful. I think any any pulling back, you know, would mm-hmm. would be the wrong direction. Oh, I for think sure. you really just want to go go in. And there's only a handful of people I think I would even trust to this property. Mm-hmm. You know, but they would end up giving it to no name who's a what sits out there in Hollywood. And you'd be like, I don't even know who that is. And then it would have direct video all over it. And you'd be like, dang it. We had such a good opportunity. You know who I think would be a lot of fun to uh, give this property to would be uh, Dan Provenmeyer and Jeff Marsh, the creators of Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which I thought, um, I haven't watched Phineas and Ferb that much, but I've seen like the, and, 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 uh, uh, Pat Pending kind of looked like does look a the... little bit like Doofenshmirtz, yeah, 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 like a little bit. Like I got, that. I was like, wait a minute, hang on. I just I feel like those two, the the imagination end of Phineas and Ferb, because that's a brilliant show. Phineas and Ferb yeah. was a fantastic show, and I feel like yeah. they have they have the ideas and the imagination to really run with this, where they would come up with. Uh, a couple, they would take some of the old ones, they would come up with some awesome brand new ones, and if they could do it, even though it's a Disney property, let them work in Doofenshmirtz and or Perry the Platypus, I think would be great. Even if it's just cameos, you know, some, or something along the lines. But I, that's who I would love to see do like an, an updated version of Wacky Races, because I think they're brilliant. The other um, one that I think mm-hmm. could do it is... Um... Uh, bu- 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 uh, Alex Hirsch, who did Gravity Falls. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not afraid of getting weird. That is very true. Yeah, those are that both Gravity Falls and Phineas and Ferb are shows that don't don't shy away from the zany and the weird. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's all there is to say about wacky races. There is like <laughs> the plot is there's a race, and Dastardly <laughs> tries to stop everybody else and fails yeah. at it every time. Yeah. That, that's that's all there is to it, um, and well, somehow we we are skilled enough that we can take either a ten minute cartoon or a one hour long show yeah. and turn it into a forty five minute podcast it's true. <laughs> with the same quality. It is uh, just amazing. Yeah, it's just an ability we all have. You know, it's so you good. You can't teach that. You're born with it. <laughs> we have an innate ability to create forty five minutes to an hour of any content. That's <laughs> doesn't matter podcast what it is. superpower. Um, better, <laughs> but this isn't the only. Uh, ha- we're only scratching the surface. We are just getting started with Hanna Barbera, and uh, uh-huh. as as mentioned, there are dozens upon dozens <laughs> of shows that they did. Uh, some of them you forget about, like 
Um, when I was going through looking at stuff, I forgot that Hanna-Barbera was responsible for the Super Friends and all of the different yeah. Super mm -hmm. Friends iterations, which there are so many of. Um, I mean, if you look, if you look at their te if you look at their television series, and if you don't include like the Cartoon Network studios, like the Wikipedia, it's 171 entries in, in, in <laughs> Wikipedia. Uh -huh. There's so many. I mean, there's a couple of them on the list that are like, oh, it's a failed pilot that never went anywhere. Like, fine, great. But I mean, most of them are uh, 13 to 18 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> they would try something. And I mean, you know, there was only a couple that had long lasting uh, legacies, but in terms of like number of episodes, but you remember yeah. a lot of them. I mean, McGilla Gorilla, sure. you remember, or uh, yeah. mm -hmm. Grape Ape, or you know, all these different <laughs> Grape Ape, like all these Ape. different things. Um, now, Audie, you're taking us in a different direction next week from Wacky Races. Uh, where are you? Where are we going? Yeah, we are going back to the future. <laughs> We're gonna do. Sorry, I just thought of that, and it was like that's perfect for this. No, it was <laughs> it's good. So good. <laughs> We're. Uh... I'm just going to go straight for it. We're going to do the Jetsons. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, it's on Max right now. We're going to do – we'll watch season two, episode one. Um, All right. But we got some interesting things to talk about with this one that I just am discovering. I'm like, whoa, okay, this is going to be a very <laughs> interesting conversation. I, yeah. <laughs> I saw some things recently about the Yeah. The and then there's that too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. Boy. So the Jetsons. Mm -hmm. Lots of social progress yeah. in the future, is there? It's, yeah. If that's what you want to call it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's from a few, like, well, it takes place a few Again. years ago, right? So, like, honestly, everything yeah. is about right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that seems legit, actually. It's close. Flying cars, the only thing they missed, you know? Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, the Jetsons next week, that'll be a lot of fun. Now, uh, if um, if you have thoughts, we got some, some thoughts in the chat room tonight. Um I know Locutus, uh, who is uh, my friend Jordan, had loved the Gruesome Twosome. They were his favorite in Wacky Races. Yeah. This um, is correct. And, uh, yeah. Um, I don't, did we get any email this week? I don't think we did. Um, but if you want to I don't email recall. us, you can. You can send your email to those were the days show at gmail.com. Send us your feedback. Let us know if you uh, did watch Wacky Races and if you liked it. Or... Uh, the Jetsons, um, and uh, if you had, a, if you have an idea of of who you would love to see do their own version or their own kind of modern take on the wacky races, I'm curious to hear uh, those as well. Mm -hmm. You can also hit us on Twitter, uh, Those Days Show, um, and uh, every week Audie puts up his fantastic artwork, and this week he he killed it yet again with uh, us it. in our own cars, okay. and it's it's oh, it's amazing. Um, nope, no emails this week, but those were the days show at gmail.com, twitter.com forward slash those days show. Uh, you can also check us out Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time at twitch.tv slash TV and hang out like Skeezix and Kurt and Locutus in our chat room and yell stuff at us while we're talking. It's always fun. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week talking the Jetsons, which I am excited for. I haven't watched an episode of the Jetsons in forever. Um, in fact, I think the last time I saw George Jetson was when I was rewatching Harvey Birdman. Um, and there was an episode that he was in. So I, this is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. That's a great choice, Audie. Yes. So in, until next week in the Jetsons, for Audie, for Stephen, for Amy, I am Travis saying have a good week and we'll see you in the future. <laughs>